I mean, I That's like why it. Corliss, if you're listening, you got to get on this. She's just touching her hair right now and just studying. She's playing with the head massagers. Yeah. <laughs> and guys, if you're listening at home, that is not a sexual innuendo. Jack is playing with an actual head massager. <laughs> nice. Hey guys, that was a quick shout out to our buddy Corliss. It is November 17, 2019. Just want to say a big congratulations on becoming an architect. It's a huge accomplishment. Congratulations. All right, let's roll that intro music. It's the Jeff and Annie and James Redonculus Show. Yeah. Awesome. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Redonculus Podcast, where when life gets tough, we get redonculous. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is episode 10, and hanging out today is Jeff, James, and Annie. Please like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube, Redonculus Podcast. We are also live on Spotify and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. That's Redonculus Podcast with no space. If you have any suggestions or comments, we would love to hear from you guys. Or please give us a call or text on our hotline. The number is 332-203-2449. Again, it's 332-203-2449. Our very, very special guest today, Jack Lamb, RN. At least that's how he likes to introduce (laughs) himself. He is a very good friend of the podcast. And he also goes by Fat Ass. Hi, guys. Yes. Yes. Thank you for bringing me into your podcast. Thank you. Fat Ass. This is strictly from my girlfriend, Corliss. It's just kind of her thing. She thinks it's cute. So RN stands for Registered Nurse. I saw your profile picture for Nurse Grid. That was done by Corliss. Yes. My app tells what my schedule is. So I... Everyone I give it to has an admin. And Corliss, she decided to mess around with my profile pic. If I remember, it's just a pig nose, right? Yeah. Hence the fat ass. Hence the fat ass. (laughs) More to it, the reason why she calls me fat ass is because she actually never seen anyone eat as much as I can. I do remember you eating two ice cream cones at once. Yes, I guess. <laughs> well, I remember, Jeff, a while back in high school, you were actually the person who ate the most out of all of us. Before you were vegetarian, you ate a lot. Sure. I don't think that's true anymore because I eat more than him. You know what it is? Okay, because I had a very bad pet peeve. And the reason behind that, it's not the fact that I can eat that much. I would be full already, but I would still keep shoving food because I hated the idea of wasting food. Jack uh, mentioned that yesterday. I'm so glad Jeff is in here or else he'll make me finish this drink. (laughs) (laughs) So give or take 10 years ago, we got together and we took a family photo. It was a legit family photo. We got all dressed up and that photo is still in the living room of my grandparents' house. It It was a crazy operation. I usually get ready for like a pump session. So... If I need a pump outside of home, I just bring my sets of pump. And I was asking my mom, should I bring one or two? She's like, no, 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 you just need to bring one. We'll be home on time. (laughs) Okay, are you sure? She's like, yeah, I have plans afterwards. (laughs) The crazy thing is that we didn't bring enough food for Nicholas either. Milk. So I was in the freaking heart of Chinatown. 
and I'm running up and down the block. I must have visited <laughs> at least five or six stores. So wow. all the Asian pharmacies, they're just like, no, 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 go to the CVS, go to the Rite Aid. And the nearest one within walking distance was at least 15 to 20 minutes. After we finished the photo shoot, I busted my ass sprinting for, for five, 10 minutes, went to the Rite Aid, I bought the, the pre-mixed formula, and I got the, the address, the restaurant. Holy crap. It's another 20 minutes in the other direction. <laughs> this is the first time I ever rode the city bike. Did you guys ever ride the city bike? Yeah, I have actually. It's a good great. experience? Yeah, it's a great experience. The only issue I had with the city bike is I biked with Corliss. And when you're trying to return the bike, you got to make sure there's some space at your destination. If not, you got you to gotta go somewhere else to park your bike. Oh, yeah, because you need to return the bike. We were just talking about the Burger King app. I bought a freaking small fries without the app for $1.49. James has the Burger King app, and he saw a large fries on there for 99 cents. (laughs) So everybody wants you to have their app. The same thing with the City Bike app. It's $3 for the first 30 minutes. You get extra charges if you go over 30 minutes. If you go and you try to pay for it there without the app, they have a $12 all day pass. And I think they have like a weekend pass. Really? Am I really about to pay $12 to get to the restaurant? I was seriously considering it. I almost paid that $12. What was the issue with locking for you? So I, I, this is my first time using the app as well. So I biked to the gym and then I shoved it (laughs) and I just heard something and I was like, oh, it's done. And I went to the gym and my phone alerted me. It's like, your bike is still unlocked. You have three minutes before you have to pay extra. And I was, I ran out of the gym to find that bike and I shoved all the bikes because I didn't know which one I I unlocked it. (laughs) You shoved all the bikes on the rack. I couldn't remember which one I unlocked Jack. (laughs) <laughs> Your head massage. <laughs> huh? Your head massage. Yeah, I'm trying to put this away. I was just like pounding myself with it. All right, word of the day is assiduous. It means diligent, showing great care and perseverance. And to make it into a sentence, she was assiduous in pointing out every feature. So our goal is to use it three times today in this podcast. Okay, assiduous. Assiduous. Who wants to crack at it? I want to mess this up pretty bad, so I'm not going to crack at this. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say that sentence again? She was assiduous in pointing out every feature. What a jerk. All right, I'll give a crack at it. I assiduously prepared for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I see a trend, James. Every time that you use the word, it's in association with the podcast. He goes, the Redonkulous podcast is ascending to the top of the charts. Oh, I have a sentence. Jeff was assiduous. Assiduous. I can't even say it. I know I work for a kosher company, but come on. Jeff was assiduous in finding... The baby formula for Nicholas today. I assiduously founded the formula. <laughs> uh, I think it's found. <laughs> I just wanted to say the word, okay? Serious hypotheticals. Today's question. If you somehow knew the economy was about to collapse in two days 
and money would no longer be of any value, what would you spend your money on to help you survive? The first thing I thought of was Bitcoin. Did you guys think of cryptocurrency at all? Uh, no. So I was thinking true. of gold. I was actually thinking of the same thing. I'll, I'll get stacks of bars of gold and silver. Yeah. Like what? Wild Wild West. We're talking about the Wild Wild West. You remember that song? Yeah. But I, 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 I would agree with you, too. I hope nobody like... remembers that song. <laughs> <laughs> I remember with Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I would get gold bars, silvers, platinum. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. I already have one oh, silver bar. <laughs> one silver bar. Now Jack is yeah, seriously I considering. Uh, two more days. Mm, two more okay. days? Why? Because... Uh, two days. Oh, the the question. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jack, you want to save on shipping? You want to get some bars? I think another good thing to buy would probably be like bottles of water and cans, canned chicken and canned tuna. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, I would do the same. I was thinking towards that direction too. Like how to survive. You you need food to stock up on. Because money won't be of any value anymore. So how are you going to buy stuff? I think I would buy some weapons self-defense because if if it's chaotic, you need to defend yourself. And That's if you true. need to steal, then you have to, right? And you need something to help protect you. Or yeah. You also need a vehicle. That's true. Imagine you, you booked a flight, okay, a round-trip flight, and you can go, let's say, to South America. But then the economy crashed and money doesn't mean anything. It has no value. What if that ticket also has no value because you bought it with money. So maybe you can't come back. Yeah, you're stuck. Yeah, I think you're stuck. To get airline would, would go out of business. Every Everybody would go out of business. Oh. So credit cards won't even mean anything. Keep swiping that credit card. Yeah, unlimited oh for the American God. Express. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure what will happen if there's a financial crash. People will be bartering and trading. And then canned tuna, like you said, all these canned foods. Maybe those would be the new form of currency yeah mm-hmm. yeah do you think of the economy and the market crashes like that money has no value would it be a walking dead type scenario you either have cars parked in the middle you really think it'll be that chaotic minus the zombies running around i feel like in the beginning yeah there'll be chaos but then eventually people will figure out how to live life again government will play a big role too see how calm and planned i agree with annie it probably would be a lot of chaos and disorder in the beginning if we have no money to uh, incentivize to sell things or to import things and we're limited on how much we have we probably may trade in the end until the government steps in to put in another type of currency here's a follow-up question the economy is going down in two days would you go back to would you go back to work um nah <laughs> and quick, James. The first gut reaction. Um, Annie's gut reaction. Nope. <laughs> I don't think there'll be a value in dry cleaning anymore. But I think be, I think it will be good to find something else that will bring value and building income, whatever the currency is, and, and then attack that, and then make money or. Mm. Make canned tuna or gold. Make canned tuna. Great. Wow, James really thought this through. I wonder what's his first idea. 
make canned tuna. Never mind. <laughs> Ooh, or make canned chicken that can be heated up and not taste nasty. <laughs> what about for vegetarians? Can beans, can vegetables, Twinkies. You have to grow your own crops. That's true. Ooh. Yeah. Oh my goodness, there would be so much value in farming. Jack, would you go back to work? For a little while, yeah. I... Really? Yeah. But oh, so you do it out of the because of duty. Yeah. You have patients that you're responsible to. You would do it even if you weren't getting paid. Even if I wasn't getting paid. Yeah, I probably would. Glam. R N. So honorable. Wow. I build pretty close bonds with them. I feel bad if something were to happen to them. I might hang out at the hospital a couple days too. Right, well, come. We'll give you a bed. <laughs> I've seen that feature before where this guy parked his Tesla. Mm-hmm. There's new software where you can just call the car and then they'll drive to you. What? Oh, yeah. I have seen that. But it's a bit gimmicky. You need a lot of space. It's not like if you go to, let's say, H Mart, which is kind of crowded, and you mm-hmm. call your car. It's, 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 that's not going to happen. It's going to stop and it's never going to come to you. I like how you just say H Mart out of everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, H Mart is crowded. It's tight. H Mart parking lots are super crowded. As soon as yeah. you said H Mart, I'm just like, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I always struggle finding parking. I got to park so far away. Why don't we just go to Van Moof and get one of those electric bikes? Oh, yes. The Tesla of bikes. Right, Jack? That's what they call it. Share your experience with Van Moof. What did you think about it? Tell us us what it is first. So Van Moof is actually an electrical bicycle. And they're a Dutch company. Their purpose is actually try to make something easy to use and beautiful design, which they kind of nailed the design. I really like it. It's something unique, never been seen. You, you'll see people who deliver food, and you'll see with them on a big big bike with a thick battery. With that move, they kind of hit it within their frame so you don't see the battery. In order for you to ride it, you definitely need a pedal. And there's actually, the way how Jeffrey describes it, there's a button you press and it feels like in Mario Kart, you eat a mushroom and you get a little speed boost there. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's pretty cool. VanMove lets you test drive it or test yeah. bike it before you buy. So it's really mm-hmm. nice. We went to Williamsburg to try it out. There was a girl and a guy employee. That reference totally flew over the girl's head. You can tell she does not play video games. But as soon <laughs> as I said that, the guy's like, yeah that's exactly what it's like how heavy is the bike by the way 42 pounds i think but what it's if it gets pretty heavy. stolen yeah. if you join in their care program people called hunters or van move hunters and they will look for the bike for you they can't find the bike in two weeks oh by the way the bike has a gps built in with it so wow. they can track it down and they'll track it down and they'll give it back to you if they can't find it they'll give you a refurbished bike or I'm pretty sure it's going to be a refurbished bike or a used bike, used new bike. Mm. And you're still on the warranty for it, too. What are the titles again? Van Move Hunters? I'm not sure if I named them correctly, but I know they're called Hunters. You go to like a social meet and greet at a bar, like, hey, I'm a hunter. (laughs) (laughs) Give you a business card. (laughs) Jack Lamb, hunter, bike hunter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They actually did something pretty smart. So not, not only are they like selling bikes, but they're on YouTube of them recording themselves of looking for bikes and see what happened. Where, where did the bike go? 
Are they so, allowed to show the perpetrator? I think they blur their faces. Wow. So what if it's in someone's house? Would they just call the cops? I only watched one episode, and it was locked at a different park site. And the guy came out, and he saw them and ran away. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's the hunters. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Team Rocket's blasting off again. <laughs> what a dork. If you're biking around Chinatown, and you bike and you bike that bridge to Williamsburg, it's such a different feeling than driving. After I uh, posted the pictures to Corliss of that move, the following week she wanted to go too. So we did the same thing. We biked in Williamsburg and we biked to Chinatown and around uh, Lower East Side. So you basically just it. copied. You just copied yeah. our date. Good job. Mm. To yeah. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about a movie that has been making a lot of buzz since Cannes Festival. People are calling it one of the best movies of 2019. Of course, we're talking about Bong Joon-ho, and the movie is called Parasite. So before we get into this movie, there could be some spoilers, number one. Number two, if you never heard of Parasite, this guy worked with so many different films like Okja, which is on Netflix, Snowpiercer, mm -hmm. The Host, he was on the host also. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Mother. Ooh, that was a good movie, too, if you guys didn't see it. Parasite. Let's go. What did you guys think about the movie title? Was it what you expected? I saw only the poster. I've never watched any of the trailers or any reviews to it. So my thought was Parasite. It has to be something about disease, uh, infection, probably something uh, apocalyptic as well. But after watching the movie... I can understand why they call Parasite for the movie. When I looked at Parasite, I thought of the house as being the host, as a person. And poor family coming in to invade the place, kind of like spreading their diseases there. And I thought eventually they would take over the house. And I thought that family was considered, they were the parasite. They were trying to feed off them from them. Oh, I was thinking the same, yeah. But it took a completely different turn. Yeah, it did. It absolutely did. Yeah, in the end, they eventually do take over the house, right? No. For a little bit. They they took over the house for a little bit in this scene. They're just like, well, basically, we're living here. You know, this is our house, so we live here. The wife kind of compared him to a cockroach. Do you guys remember oh, that's that? Right. Yes. Yeah. She, she uh, said, you act like you're the man in the house. You act like you live here. But... If that family comes back, your your father would be like a uh, a cockroach crawling away. It's like that bug at our house where you turn on the light and then all the bugs scatter. That's basically what happened in the very next couple of scenes. That is what happened, yeah. I didn't notice it the first time. The second time I, I watched this movie, when they're filming in different locations, the, the camera angles and the way they film it is completely different. Back at their house, the main characters, the poor family, Everything is scrunched up. Everything is tight. There's no space. The siblings have to huddle in the bathroom just to get Wi-Fi. And mm. the way they filmed it, everything is, is so tight, the space. And then the very next scene, when he goes out to the interview, the whole scene is so big. They changed it. It's a wide angle now. And then you just see him looking around because he's never been in that place before. He's lost. But it just makes it feel so different. It's just a completely different world. Uh, being rich and being being poor. And when they eat dinner 
and the only thing they see is their small window. It's pretty much in the basement. They see their small window and that's the view they get to see. And while they're living in the rich house, you can see them enjoying the thunderstorm, sitting by mm. sitting by the fire and sitting by the big window and they see everything and they enjoy it. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. It's interesting. They make a comparison on both both of them. And also the scene where the old housemaid came back and she was going to the basement and it was shot at different angles and made it super scary. It was. Oh. Yeah, I got chills watching that part. It, do you remember the part where they talk about the boy on his first birthday when he was eating cake? Yes. Oh, yeah. And they were talking about that he saw a ghost. And you oh. see in the background of, the, of that door by the kitchen going to the basement. It's so pitch dark. You don't see anything. Like you even like eyes. every, yeah, you just see two eyes and it's just like bulging out. It's so oh creepy. yeah, that was so scary. <laughs> Poor yeah. kid, man. People don't believe him. Yeah, seriously. And then when he saw him again, oh, he fainted again. I felt so bad for him. <laughs> Something like this happened in real life in Japan. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think you told me this, Jeff. Look it up. It's a real story that happened in Japan. Forget the details also. It's kind of, it's kind of fuzzy. Yeah. On my end, but pretty much he set up cameras in his house, and the only thing that tipped him off is because he has alarms or sensors, something in his house, and it would get, keep getting tripped off every time they they investigate. They're like, wait, there's nobody in the house, and when the cops came, so he called the cops a couple times. When the cops came the first time and checked out the house, it's completely locked. There's no signs of break-in. There's nothing. That's weird. Why did the alarm go off? And it was a person, a homeless person. I, I believe um, he was hiding out the owner's closets and would just come out and get food. I can't believe he never figured it out for that long. Well, why don't you think about your place where you live, Annie? If someone's hiding, would you think you would find a person? And then if it's like a trap door behind the closet. <laughs> <laughs> That is so scary. Let me share something creepy with you guys that happened the other day. Like I said, well, Annie said she pumps, right? So she she's sitting there sometimes and it's quiet. And then we hear this sound. And I didn't hear it at first. In the middle of the night, I woke up because Nicholas woke up. And then I had to put him back to sleep. And it turns out that Annie was up too because she was pumping. And she says, do you hear that sound? And I was like, no, what sound are you talking about? And then she said, just listen. And you have to strain. And when you really listen, there was a sound. I was freaked the F out. I didn't know and it freaked you out. It did. It freaked me and, out. Oh, maybe and it was then, scary to you, but I was just really curious what that sound was. Okay, so the moral of the story is I'm a pussy. I'm a scary cat. <laughs> a couple days later, Annie also pointed it out to my sister Tammy, who also lives with us. And she heard the sound as well. Oh my god. You wanna you wanna make the sound? What sound was it? Yeah. It sounds like someone walking around and going to the fridge and getting food. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> it's just like vroom, vroom. it just sounds like white noise, but it was just constant. And then a week after the noise just got a little bit louder. That is scary. What if someone came into our house and put a recording device or something in our house. The maybe hell? they're they're watching us or maybe they're mm. listening to us. You guys want to know what that sound was? What was it? Laundry. <laughs> Laundry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James. 
The world is ending in two days, okay? Can you stop thinking about dry cleaning for one second? I don't hear the sound anymore. Do you still hear the sound? No, I don't. Thank God. Yeah, the homeless person moved out, so we're good now. Wait, you have cameras inside your house too? No, the cameras are of outside, uh, outside uh-huh. the house. But then the, <laughs> the system just freaked out because he stayed at our house before. <laughs> no privacy. There's a camera in the basement bathroom. Uh-huh. Did you know that you actually uh-huh. sleep talk? I heard everything. Oh man, I'm talking to ghosts. <laughs> you too. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's move on. I'm getting goosebumps. Speaking of it, I don't know if I've ever told you this, Jeff, but when I was in oh, high no. school, yeah, like I used to, I I live in a townhouse, and we have like neighbors left and right, so you can hear some of the things. Usually around 10:30 p.m. when I'm trying to sleep, my bed is by the wall. I would always hear two knocks every five minutes. Two knocks every five minutes for 60 minutes. And I had no idea where that knocking would come from. I looked at my wall and I looked at the neighbors. Like we have really thick walls and I don't know how he's able to vibrate that knocking sound all the way to my side. Did you figure out what that was? No, but there was one time I got so mad. So I slammed the the wall (laughs) because I just wanted to sleep. At that point, you're like, I don't care if it's a ghost. Just shut up. I was creeped out by it at first, but I think I got used to it. Do you think you can replicate that noise right now? It sounded like, uh, and then it would pause, and then it'll go again. Oh, my God. Oh, what if it's Morse code, like in Parasite? Oh, and someone's uh, living inside the walls. (laughs) What a secret secret entrance. So the sound stopped because uh, he died? What the fuck? I don't know. You guys, one thing after another. Speaking of scary stories, the dry cleaners, the building is pretty old. It's like, I would say at least 100 years old. And even like the boiler room, we have coal-fired uh, boiler. Back in the day, they used to put coal in the boiler, burn that to produce energy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's an old building, and you know, my employees would tell me, I hear noises coming from upstairs. I mean, we don't really use upstairs right now, the second floor. It's kind of more like storage of like supplies. My employees would tell me we hear noises. And sometimes in the the evening time, around like five, after everyone leaves, a lot of times I'm by myself at the store. And then I- I have goosebumps. I have goosebumps. (laughs) And usually after I finish all all the work in the laundry, and I'll turn off all the lights, save electricity. pretty uh, dark inside the facility and then I'm usually at the counter area you know where and then it's lit up for the customers to come in and out and sometimes you hear like creaking noise from upstairs and at that point I'll get scared I'll turn on the lights <laughs> just to double check I won't, I won't go upstairs but you know the first floor I'll turn on the lights to be sure <laughs> Everything's okay. <laughs> I left for work early yesterday. My delivery man, I usually wait for my delivery man to come back from the last delivery around like five o'clock. And he was running late. So I had the garage door unlocked and come in, load the laundry machines and then go home. He was texting me. Hey, I finished loading all the machines. I locked the gate. I'm leaving. I was like, all right, cool. 
he was telling me while I was washing clothes, I felt something swipe across my back. No way. <laughs> yeah, when he told me, told me that, I was freaking out. Oh, man. When did this happen? Uh, yesterday night, around 6. James, I have such a good idea. Uh-huh. If we raise a million dollars, instead of staying the night at a haunted house, why don't you stay the night at your workplace? <laughs> Number oh. one, we don't need to break in anywhere. You have the keys. Uh-huh. Number two, uh, yeah, I was thinking maybe I can go and document it and video it, but um, I think you're on your own for this one. I don't know. That's kind of scary, man. So How would you not be scared of a haunted house and you're scared of this, where you go every single day? But it's at night and he's by himself. Yeah. Think of the content. <laughs> Praying that it's not ghosts and it's just an old <laughs> building. That makes sense. What would, what would you be more scared of? A ghost? Or if you actually find out as a homeless dude? I'll be more scared of the ghosts. I mean, really? If it's a, yeah. If it's a ghost, it's like paranormal and it opens up a whole new world, I guess you can say. Mm. If, it's a, if it's a homeless okay. dude, let's call the cops and you can kick him out. You can <laughs> be a real-life ghostbuster. In this scenario, I don't know. I'd be kind of scared of uh, a homeless person, too. James, you're spending the night there, and you find out you're not alone. Wouldn't you be scared? Yeah, I'd be scared, but it's something tangible. You, know, you can physically fight them off if necessary. But how are you going to fight a fight off a ghost? I don't know what the protocol will be for <laughs> fighting a ghost. <laughs> you know? First of all, let's get this straight. You have a protocol for facing homeless people? If you do, please share. <laughs> well, I'll approach him politely. Get him out. That's a perfect aggression. And then, and then last, I'll call the police. Yeah, just match the level of aggression. You're staying at this haunted house. You're getting paid for the million dollars. Uh, <laughs> while you're staying there, you hear kids laughing, but you can't find your kids. Are you still going to continue staying there for the night? Oh, man. Like you didn't see any ghosts. You just you just hear the kids <laughs> just laughing. That scenario just gave me chills down my spine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, answer this. Are there different levels of, of being scared, depending on what type of poltergeist or what type of ghost? Are kid ghosts more scary or women ghosts with black hair, long black hair? Oh, women ghosts with long black hair. Yeah, that, that ring scene still scares me. <laughs> Seven days. I'm going to yeah. go with the kid, actually. You'd be more I scared of a kid. I'd be more afraid of a kid just because you think they're innocent, but they're actually trying to lure you in further. Like Pennywise from It. Yes, yes. Jack, what did you think about that scene Annie talked about where the new handmaid was like, what are you, where are you going to go grab downstairs? And the way that they film it is in a first person point of view perspective, I mean, and she turns yeah. around, she smiles at you and she goes, would you like to come down? I was yelling at the screen. F no, I don't want to come down with you. <laughs> I, I was thinking no idea. Yeah. Her face looked all messed up. It was puffy and she was smiling. Yeah, she definitely was creepy. And it was in the middle of the night, and it was raining really hard. Nah. <laughs> Come back tomorrow in the day. Sex scene. When that was <laughs> happening, 
the poor family, they, they legit hid under the table as if they were cockroaches. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think true. about it. I did not even think about it until now. And they just stayed there when they almost got caught. You see the dad in the background crawling away. Yeah. It all goes back to the idea of smell and what they smell like. That is a wall. It divided them, right, between the rich and the, and the poor. And then they tied it all together at the end. His face got triggered by the smell. <laughs> I like how you say that. His face got triggered. The movie was just so well made, man. If you guys haven't seen it, you have to go watch it. Go watch yeah. it. I love that movie. It's, I only watched it once, and I want to watch it again because I feel like I'm missing a bunch of things I'm supposed to understand. There's so many more metaphoricals that I just miss. Jack of all trades. We named the segment after Jack Lamb, RN. He's actually Jack of all trades and master of all. A while ago, back in 2017. Wow, we got years. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> February. February 2017. Wow, we got months, too. <laughs> yeah. Yo, yo he, got, he got months, years, date, and time in his brain. Yeah. What was yeah, the weather like? Us. Uh, it was in the 88 degrees, sunny, February 13th. Seriously? Uh, yeah, it was before Valentine's, I remember. Seriously. What time was it? I don't remember. All right, let's go. It's probably going to be in the afternoon. So I was fairly new into my relationship with Corliss, so I wanted to impress her. And the thing she wanted to do was scuba diving. Wow. And I've never done scuba diving, so I just assumed that it'd be fine. I'd be fine. A little preface, uh, Jack is not a great swimmer. In the, nice in the preface. <laughs> in the past, I've uh, I've been not good with water or boats. I've drowned a couple times. Still don't know how to swim to this day. <laughs> yeah, I had to get my butt saved a couple times. Okay. So going back to the story, we met with our instructor, and they put us in a scuba gear. Uh, and I got used to it really easily. And I was like, I, I got this. No no problem. Oh, wow. And the tank's pretty heavy. It's probably oh, like 50 pounds. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so when we finally got to the boat. Uh, Wait, I'm sorry. You said that the, the tank was 50 pounds? Yeah, the tank is pretty heavy. It's like That's pounds. heavier than the Van Moof bike. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's so heavy, heavy. Corliss couldn't, yeah. Corliss couldn't even stand still. The entire time, she couldn't even stand up. So she just sat in a bench. <laughs> I remember I was on a boat and I do not do well with boats and I did not take an anti-nausea medication so I felt oh, no. so seasick Uh-oh. and the guy kept telling me he's like we're almost there we're almost there when we finally got there I was like yes okay as long as I get underwater I'll be okay like I'm not gonna feel the uh the current I jumped I thought I was gonna drown but I was fine <laughs> and when we got all the way down to the water, it was even more nauseating than it was on the surface. Oh, no. For about 40 minutes, I was trying to hold it in and not throw up in my mask. Wow, 40 minutes. And did you throw up after you got the mask off? Yeah, I did. Uh, once wow. they gave us the okay, like we're going to resurface, I took out my mask and I dispersed oh. everywhere. Oh. Was Corliss just... impressed? I would have been impressed by the wow. speed of the of the projectile. Like, <laughs> you vomit, it like... <laughs> and also, I would probably be impressed by the color. What color was it? 
Do we have to go into detail? You already told us the day, the time, the weather, and the year. Might as well. Uh, it was it was yellow. Right. <laughs> Gross. Oh man. I got back up to the surface of the water. I just put my head up and I just kept throwing up. I was still in the water. I was still in the water. I was waiting for the boat to come back. I just picture you being one of those statue fountains. You know, the ones that <laughs> it never ends. It just keeps running. I'm enjoying the sea creatures that I see. Which, by the way, we did we did get to see a sea turtle. Ooh. Yeah. And Corliss was able to touch the sea turtle. I, on the other hand, was trying to catch up to the sea turtle just to touch it. <laughs> but he was too fast. He or she was did too you, fast for me. Did you try to dye the sea turtle yellow also? Nope. Man, I don't know if I can do that. I think I'll hyperventilate. James, you learned a very, very, very important lesson from this story. Instead of taking girls out on coffee dates for the first time, you got to bring them scuba diving. Look, two years later, Jack and Corliss are still together. Oh, oh yeah. That's a, that's a good way to impress girls. Yeah, bring some uh, anti-nausea medication. Man. Go scuba diving. But don't forget your nauseating medicine. Jack Lamb, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you again for inviting me. What was that accent? You sounded a little, a little bit Irish. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Jack. We will definitely bring back Jack Lamb, RN, fat ass. <laughs> and then we'll have him come on and do Jack of All Trades segment again. We would love to hear from you guys. Please give us a call on our hotline. The number is 332-203-2449. Again, 332-203-2449. Thank you, guys. Yes, and uh, please comment on any of our platforms. Especially YouTube, because that's James's baby. It's the Ridiculous Podcast, starring Annie and Jeff and my coolest guy in the world, whose name is James. It's Redonkulous. All right, guys, let's sign off. From us here on the Redonkulous team to you guys, thank you so much for listening. Please hit the like and subscribe button.